You're listening to Stevecast, the first official Stevecast, I hope, if I can get through the next ten minutes. I don't have a set or a plan here, just thought I'd talk to you guys for a little bit. But this is the first the first uh, official podcast. That last thing, which sat on my website for a couple of weeks, I don't know, that's a test. And now here we are. I, I should report that I've been out of commission kind of weirdly somewhat. I've been at work and everything, but... There, um, had a little accident at home, and <clears throat> had to go to the ER because a picture frame fell on my head. I know what that sounds like. It sounds like complete and total crap. I probably did something even more dumb, and I'm not telling you. But this, in fact, is the truth. I, I was cleaning out something underneath my television set, and the picture frame fell on my head. Now, what can I tell you? It uh, took a big chunk out of the... Uh, lower right quadrant, you could say, or the back quadrant. Uh, not a big chunk, but just a big dent. Enough to uh, freak everybody in the vicinity out, which would just be my wife, Sherry. And so she said, let's let's go to the ER. And I didn't react very well to the fact that the frame fell on my head. The story, I, I think I mentioned this, the story was, I was cleaning out something underneath my television. The television sits in a box, a wood box, we bought it at Target, I don't know. In the, in the 1950s, <laughs> it feels like. Actually, it was a few years ago. Uh, but there's a metal frame, big and heavy, on top of the TV set. It just sort of decided to fall, because that's the way gravity works. So, off I go to the ER, where I've worked in the past. They know me there. It's it's kind of funny when somebody you know comes in, and they've done something stupid to themselves. Anyway, the doctor looks at me, and uh, decides, you know, there's enough of a... You've created enough of a gap in your head that we need to put a staple there. Just one staple... And that was exciting, because I've never had that before. And so, the thing I learned about staples in your head is that they don't even give you anesthetic, because there's no point. Uh, It's going to hurt worse to put local anesthesia into your head, and then hit you with the the staple. And I'm not a big fan of anesthesia. anesthesia, uh, Well, I'm a fan of it, obviously. I've had several surgeries in my lifetime. I'm very supportive of that, but... You know, if I don't need it, and they think I can tolerate it, I'm, I'm all for just going ahead and doing what needs to get done. And in this case, that's what they did. Now, a staple gun like this, the medical kind, not the kind you build your house with, uh, it's a big, long tube, and it, it looks pretty terrifying. And I was having flashbacks when I was a kid, because as a kid, I've been in out of the hospital for the routine kid stuff. I just decided to, God decided to deal me all the fun things that you have, you have friends, or you've been through at least one of these things. You've had your tonsils out as a kid, or you had your appendix out as a child, uh, or you've had a number of things. And I've, not only have I had those things, but I've also had weird things they couldn't explain. Like, I walked funny as a child, and that, you know, what does that mean? could mean cancer. Let's get in and let's get this kid to the hospital. By that time, I think I was used to going into the hospital. I just presume, as a child, that going to the hospital is something everybody did. That going to the hospital is something you had to do to get fixed up and be ready to be an adult. So I, I just didn't think about it twice. I got very used to going to the hospital. I was not a sickly child, but it sounds like it. I, and now looking back, I must have seemed like one of those children. But I hadn't been in the hospital much since then. In fact, I haven't been an inpatient in I don't know how long. The last time I was an inpatient was, uh, uh, I think it was 12 or 13, and I got my appendix out. There you go, another one right there, appendix coming out. That was the biggie. That that kept me out. That took me down the longest. From start to finish, getting my appendix out, from this first cramp in my stomach to being rushed off to the hospital to the recovery, I think that was like three or four weeks in there. Fun times. Anyway, this thing I 
didn't have to go inpatient for it. They put a staple in my head, took a CT, cleared me, I was out. And for the rest of the week, I have this foreign object sticking out the back of my head. Just a little tiny hair. Uh, looks like It looks like hair, but it's actually this metal thing. And uh, it, it caused a lot of, uh, you know, second glances if you were looking over my shoulder or something. Just things sticking on my head. Came out later that week, and I'm, I'm feeling pretty normal now. But it, it made it difficult. I didn't want to exercise. I didn't want to make it throb or hurt in any way. So I haven't exercised in like two weeks, and it feels kind of weird. So anyway... I've recovered from that. Feels good too, and and I feel like you know maybe I'm keeping myself healthy enough. My body can can tolerate uh, a hole in it, an extra hole. And uh, back back at work and everything. The only thing I haven't done is gone back to exercise. I uh, I don't know. I've kind of taken a couple weeks off, but uh, it's funny too. Thing about routine exercise, and I have to say I've made an effort. I I will have to say I, I've said this on my blog, and I'll say it again. It's good to make routine exercise happen because your body just starts to want it. It decides it knows what it feels like when it's healthier, and it wants to stay healthy. And so, when I don't exercise, my body, you know, basically tells me you feel tired and bloated, and you need to go work out. So it's kind of nice. Uh, that's why I've been a big fan of iPods because, or any product like that, because it really makes exercise worthwhile when you can listen to music. Just, and I know that we've had tape decks and CD players, but those are different because. A CD can only hold so much music at one time. I've, I've tried to exercise while keeping a stack of CDs close. Very awkward. So the iPod has rectified all of that. Now I can I just carry my entire collection around in my uh, in my iPod, and now I can carry myself around because I'm uh, I'm recording this uh, I'm recording this for you. So there's that. What else is going on in in this world here? I, this is where I come to the point where why do this? Why have any kind of podcast like this. Well, first of all, because one can. I I, I originally had cut a five-minute uh, podcast that I threw out because I didn't like it. And in that podcast, the lost podcast, the one you'll never hear, uh, I talk about what I thought <clears throat> was the golden age of podcasting. I tend to believe that this is the golden age for podcasting, even though when you go online to TechCrunch or you read the Wired magazine or what have you or just talk to people, uh, actually Yahoo had tried to do a podcast listing and they've thrown that out. They're not going to do it anymore uh, because there's not enough interest in random podcasting. And then video has taken over with YouTube getting so big. People are shooting videos with their cameras and no one really cares about podcasting as much. And there's an interesting thing there. There's an interesting rift. If you look online, you look at YouTube, YouTube has a number of creative homegrown stuff, but mostly it's, you know, people jumping off of roofs or doing stupid things or or anything uh, worse than that, lecherous or what have you. So I'm not too impressed with YouTube in that regard when it comes to homegrown stuff. But I've always liked the idea of podcasting because it is a lot like the radio. It's finally a way for somebody to say, hey, I want to do a radio program and... I'm going to do one. I don't care if two people listen to it or ten or a hundred million. Uh, naturally, when you go online to iTunes and you look at what podcasts are popular just in the last couple of years, it's basically radio shows. They've been supplanted into the time-shifting world of podcast. But you know what? That's wonderful. I love that. Right now, podcasting is free. I'm a big fan of a lot of radio shows. I'm a, I'm a radio fan. I've been one all my life. I've wanted to be a disc jockey. I mean, growing up, I wanted to be a... I had big plans to be a radio disc jockey. Uh... I just like the radio, and to have the opportunity to do this is fun, but I can now time shift every show that I listen to on NPR, because basically all the shows are on uh, 
uh, podcast variety. They're not homegrown. They're professionally made, but you know what? That's nice. I can listen to This American Life or Car Talk, you know, and I don't have to wait until the time that, for that show to come on. I have to wait for the show to come on, but then I don't have to uh, figure out a way to listen to that show by recording it. But there are a number of people who grow their own home uh, podcasts, and it's a small group out there, but I think it's it's just... So what? So 10 people listen to 10 people doing podcasts. You know, at least it, the te- at least the technology is there. And who knows where this will go in a couple of years. Obviously, people are supposed to shoot video, but I hope people, more and more people get into at least talking to each other like this and creating a, a forum for just whatever. And that it's just like blogging. A million, millions upon millions of blogs that are out there. And the one I write right now, it's really for my friends and the people who find me or find a book review that I've written online or a, something I've mentioned and they kind of dig what I do. It really, it's just like any other, it's like Facebook in the social graph, you know. So what if you only know 10 people? That's more meaningful than trying to know a million people on, like, some other site and, and you don't know who any of those people are. Which, but anyway, you get the point. Where can you find this podcast? Well, you can find it on iTunes, allegedly. I'm not even sure where to look yet or how to get you there. I'll mention that to you as soon as I can. Podbean is the host for this podcast, and I have a link for that on my website, From the Edge to the Center. You can search that on Google, and you'll hit it right away. Uh, my name is Stephen. I also go by Stephen P. Uh, I also have a photograph uh, site called Stephen's Project 365 at Blogspot. And uh, From the Edge of the Center is also a Blogspot. So if you're interested in either one of those two, you feel, feel free to try to find them. And I'll have a link to this podcast online as well. And then as soon as I... Um, see, I'm learning this, so I don't really know how to describe this to you. But as soon as I figure out how to get to iTunes, is uh, the list in iTunes. As soon as I figure out where I can find myself on iTunes... I'll tell you how to get there, and I'll put a link on that on my site for that as well. It's out there somewhere, allegedly. Uh, iTunes sent me a thing saying, congratulations, we think you're a decent person, and you're not going to spread fear or hate or, or, or inappropriate things. So here we go. Uh, I'm doing 10 minutes is my goal, so I'm coming up on that. I might go a minute over, uh, but my goal is to do 10 minutes of podcasting at a time, uh, get used to it. And, if it, and if it's any good, we'll continue. Otherwise, uh, you know... I'll look for something else to do, but uh, let me know what you think if you hear this. Uh, you can, like I said, from the edge to the center is at one single groove at blogspot.com. And uh, let me know. Anyway, take it easy. I will talk to you next week.